with Radio On The Go News, Brian Fancher reporting. The Iowa Utilities Board this week issued an order approving a petition for a franchise to construct, maintain, and operate a new electric transmission line in Iowa that will be called the Sioux Green Line. The Sioux Green Transmission Line project involves installing 174 miles of 525 kilovolt underground high voltage direct current electric transmission line that will cross eight counties in Iowa, including Sarah Gordo and Floyd, and will continue into Illinois. All but 18 miles of Sioux Green's transmission line route will be located on the private rights-of-way of the railroad alignment owned in various forms by the Canadian Pacific Railroad. This week's order finds that the proposed line is necessary to serve a public use and represents a reasonable relationship to an overall plan of transmitting electricity in the public interest. The order also found that vesting Sue Green with a right of eminent domain is necessary for public use and was granted on a total of six parcels of land. The Iowa DCI says the Algona police officer shot Wednesday night died. DCI Assistant Director Mitch Mordvet says 33-year-old officer Kevin Cram was trying to arrest a man on a warrant around 8 p.m., and they held a news conference uh, yesterday in Algona. Officer Cram was in the 1100 block of South Minnesota Street in Algona when he observed Kyle Rickey, age 43. After advising Rickey he was going to be placed under arrest, Rickey shot Officer Cram. Cram was taken to Kasuth Regional Health Center where he died. Morvid says Ricky was arrested after a blue alert was sent out to surrounding law enforcement indicating a police officer had been shot. Kyle Ricky was located and arrested near Sleepy Eye, Minnesota at approximately 11.50 p.m. last night. He has been charged with one count of first-degree murder in Kasuth County, Iowa and will be extradited at a later date. Morvitz says uh, Cram was a 10-year veteran of Iowa law enforcement serving on the Norris Springs Police Department before joining the Algona Police Department in 2015. Iowa Department of Public Safety Commissioner Stephen Baines says Cram died a hero. Algona Police Officer Kevin Cram died because he chose to be a beacon of light. Algona Police Officer Kevin Cram died because he was willing to stand in the gap between good and evil. He says Cram was murdered by a coward. That vile act will not deter those of us who are committed to protecting the innocent, to holding evil to account, and to seek justice for Kevin. Maine says they will continue to honor Cram's legacy by being that beacon of light in their communities. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds has ordered all flags in Iowa to be lowered to half-staff today from now until sunset in honor and remembrance of uh, Kevin Cram of the Algona Police Department. Flags will be flown at half-staff on the state capitol building and on flag displays in the capitol complex. Flags will also be at half-staff on all public buildings, grounds, and facilities throughout the state. Tuesday, just before 1 o'clock in the afternoon, the Mason City Police Department responded to multiple calls of shots fired in the area around East State Street and Ohio Avenue. No one was injured during the shooting. A search warrant was served at the residence at 19 North Ohio Avenue. During the search, officers seized several evidentiary items, 
and among them were two stolen shotguns taken during a burglary in a bordering county. During the initial response and investigation, 20-year-old Casey Cole of Mason City was arrested and charged with interference with official acts. No other charges have been filed. Following an inspection, the occupancy permit for the residence was revoked due to the living conditions and dilapidation of the property, and the accident remains under investigation. Iowa State Extension and Outreach Franklin County would like to invite the public to an open house today from 9 a.m. until noon. The Extension office moved June 1st of this year and is operating at the new location at number 6 2nd Street Northwest in Hampton. Staff will be on hand to answer questions and give tours of the new office. This week, the Allison City Council approved a resolution directing the acceptance of a proposal to purchase $445,000 in general obligation capital loan notes. In other business, the Allison City Council approved raises for library staff set October 31st from 5 to 7 p.m. as the date and time for trick-or-treating in the city and learned that city engineer Donald Moore will be retiring effective December 30th of 2023. The Iowa Falls School Board this week approved to replace the fire alarm system at Riverbend Middle School for $172,800. In other business, the Iowa Falls Board reviewed the first day student enrollment. This is not the official head count, but the district is looking at a small increase in students served. The official head count that is certified will be taken October 1st. The Iowa Falls School Board also approved the purchase of a new school bus and a 12-passenger van. Brody Walton was crowned last night as HD Cal Homecoming King for 2023. Walton is the son of Jen and Heath Walton. He's on the football team and will play Nevada tonight in the homecoming game. We've been working hard all week. Obviously the homecoming stuff's fun, but the goal at the end of the week is to win that game. I think if we show up and play, we can do it. This year's HD Cal Homecoming Queen is Lydia Moss, the daughter of Robin and Zach Moss. Lydia and another member of the homecoming court ran a, at a cross-country meet in Clear Lake yesterday before quickly returning to Hampton. Tegan Bird and I both ran, so we left right after our race. We didn't get to see the boys run, but I heard they did well. So we kind of rushed out of there to get here, but it was good. The HD Cal homecoming dance is tomorrow from 8 to 11 p.m. in the high school commons. Today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker program is AGWSR Superintendent Eric Smith will give us an update on the 2023-24 school year. Smith will also talk about the recently completed Wellsburg Center project and what other projects the school board's looking at following a recent facilities assessment review by SiteLogic. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker program airs weekdays over the noon hour on KLMJ with archive programs available under the news tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. And weather conditions have prompted the USDA to lower its prediction of corn yields in Iowa by 1.5%. The estimate released uh, yesterday is based on crop conditions through September 1st. The USDA predicts the average corn yield in Iowa will be 200 bushels per acre, down slightly from last month. However, at least 200,000 more acres of corn were planted in Iowa this year compared to last, and the USDA predicts Iowa's overall Corn harvest will be 2% larger than last year's. The USDA's analysis of Iowa soybean yields per acre is the same as it was in August, with more corn going in the ground. Fewer acres of soybeans were planted in Iowa this year 
And the USDA expects the total soybean harvest in Iowa to be down to 2% from last year. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 82 and the low of 42. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.